Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 69th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we decided to make uh, Chambord Sours. Chambord Sours, yes. It, what'd you think? It was good. It's pretty it was good. good. I, I was a little skeptical because there's egg white in yeah. it. She saw me making it. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. Uh, because it put, yeah. For, that looks weird. For two servings, you use two egg whites. Oh. So you just take... Like a couple of ice cubes and the egg whites uh-huh. separated out of the egg, and then shake that up and kind of whip it together. Whip it. Yeah, and then you add per serving. It's it's I'll, I'll tell it per serving. It's, it's one egg white, and then it's equal parts raspberry chambord and vodka. And you can use um, instead of vodka, you could use a white rum if you wanted. Mm. Um, and then. You, you can either make your own sweet and sour using lemon juice and simple syrup, but we had sweet and sour mix. No, the so light I just, one. I just uh-huh. use that. So it's like a shot and a half of that. And then you shake all that together with the egg white over ice and then strain it over this and you get that. It's kind of a cool little pink color. And yeah. Uh-huh. It, it tastes really it good. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> it's really good. I like it. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking about... Why I decided not to have kids. Yep. Um, you get this question quite often. Yeah, a lot, quite a bit. Especially, a lot, a lot. <laughs> especially being my age and, and stuff. I guess I got it before too, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get it a lot. Um, but before we get started with that, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. Yeah, this one, uh, of course, as always, goes in line with all the idiocracy out there. Um, but this one says... Real love is always chaotic. You lose control. You lose perspective. You lose the ability to protect yourself. The greater the love, the greater the chaos. It's a given, and that's the secret. Oh, my gosh. And here's the secret. You're full of shit. (laughs) Uh, You're wrong. Yeah, because that is not the secret to a happy marriage. No, not at all. Or even a testament to how strong love is. Yeah, chaotic. People tend to confuse being stubborn lazy and stupid with like the strength of love mm-hmm. yeah like it's all about torturing and making each other feel like absolute shit and dragging each other down to your lowest but once you do that that means you have a real relationship shut the fuck up <laughs> it's so stupid yeah I get, it's, it's the same crap i just get so sick of it i know you know uh-huh. there's just so many misinformed and and i don't know if you call them stupid people or I, I don't know how these values were instilled in someone's life. Who set the example for you mm-hmm. that that is an example of, of real love? And what I don't understand is even if you want to blame your parents or blame whatever you are around, there are plenty of people that are shown something incorrect or the wrong way and learn, well, I'd make sure, I want to make sure I don't do things that Yes, way. exactly. But for some reason, people look at... They were instilled with this somehow. They were taught this from some level uh-huh. that this is what you need to look for in a relationship. And not even look for, but that you're at the peak of happiness if right. you find this horrible, shitty partner that's going to be chaotic and crazy and you know borderline lunacy about the whole thing. You know, They were taught and convinced that that is the real testament. I know, yeah. Well, I know, and I think that they, are, they were taught that, so they blamed their parents. Or whoever else about mm-hmm. about why they are the way that they are. Yeah. Well, my parents, I learned it from my parents, so it's their fault, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, no, you you should take. You know that it's wrong. You know that being in a bad relationship is not good and mm-hmm. not healthy. So why are you why are you still in it? Yep, I know. I'm gonna drink this way too quick. This is really good. Like. Uh, it, it seems like maybe the the egg white g- gives it like a like a creamy type, like mm-hmm. flavor. It's weird because you can't you can't taste any of the mixer 
by itself and no, doesn't stand out. You're all. not like, oh, I can really taste the sweet and sour. Ooh, I can taste the vodka. Ooh, uh-huh. I can taste the chambord. Yeah. It, it's really like the perfect blend to make a crazy good drink. Yeah. This this just shot up into my top, top three. Yeah, that's really that's really good. So You know what it reminds me of? What? An orange Julius. Oh, it kind of does. Yeah. I know. You're right. And I guess because, and I remember at least I used to get it with egg in it. Or is that how they were all made? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they were made. But that, the consistency is what it reminds me uh-huh. of. I mean, it doesn't taste like orange, but it has that same fruity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I know. I used to get the strawberry Julius. Mm-hmm. And I'd get straight up strawberry. Yeah, I do strawberry. Sometimes I do strawberry banana if I was feeling crazy. <laughs> and I remember, because my dad always got, got it with an egg in it, so I always did. And I never thought that was weird, but I don't know why I thought that you making yeah, this, this was is, weird. We may have to stop the recording so I can make another one of these. Because <laughs> really? I'm, I'm already halfway done with this. I know, geez. It's good. I should have made more. It's really good. Yeah, it's excellent. We may have to take a drink break here in a minute. Okay. So, yes, we are going to be talking about why I don't, I never wanted to have kids. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if it like, if it really started out that way when I was, when I was younger that I didn't necessarily want to have kids. I don't know if I absolutely knew that I didn't want to mm-hmm. at first, but then slow, I guess maybe not even slowly down, you know, my life path, I realized that I don't. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It was like. Um, very early on, my parents, I remember my parents telling me and my sister that to not do what they did mm-hmm. and not have, well, yeah, expand on that. Yeah. Not your parents have, had you at what age? At, my, my mom was 17 years old yeah. when she had me and my dad was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, they had me at a very young age. And they said, you know, do not do what we did and have kids at an, at an early age. And so, you know, I would, I kind of, at, I remember, I don't even know how old I was when they did tell first told me that because mm-hmm. they would always tell us that. Yeah. And, um, and then as I got older and in high school and stuff, it got worse, you know, with them telling, you know, make sure. Because all your friends were having kids yes. and your cousins were having kids. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and, you know, you guys don't want to be that teenage pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, and my mom, she, I mean, she took me to the doctor to get on birth control at a very early age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right when she noticed that I was more into dudes and developing into a woman from a girl into a woman and i remember her telling me that you know when she was young she wished that her mom would have told her about all this you know and getting on birth control and using you know different contraceptive Mm -hmm. and she didn't have that and she you know she wanted to make sure that me and my sister did right um so, so yeah, so that, so that happened and it but was, it was like, instilled so firmly in you at a young age, you just never really, and I don't want to say you didn't grow out of it, but as you started getting older, it just became more and more reinforced. Right. But the, the initial, cause I, I've heard you guys kind of talk about it and you've, you've kind of said tongue in cheek that well, my parents did such a good job at telling us not to have kids that we decided not to, uh-huh. but it was really more. You recognized not to get into that mess when you were younger, uh-huh. but then as you matured, you realized this just isn't for me. Right. Yeah. Well, and so with me maturing and um, I was 13 years old and my mom was pregnant. She, mm-hmm. They ended up finding out that she was pregnant and, you know, it was a... Surprise. Very, yeah, very much so a surprise pregnancy where... They did not expect to have another kid. They did not plan on, you know, raising another another girl mm-hmm. <laughs> and another child. Period. Yeah, yeah. A- another child, and you know, they we were. I was thirteen. You know, I had five more years. Yeah, and then I was an adult, and then my my middle sister was 
you know, two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so... So you, you were right at that that impressionable age where your mom was telling you out of one on one hand, you don't want this to happen. Yeah. At the same time, then a surprise pregnancy hits. Yeah. And so while they weren't teenagers anymore going through it, you saw the I don't know what word to but the disruption that even just getting pregnant period, whether it's planned or not, mm-hmm. kinda caused in your household. Yes, yes. So that was that was another reinforcement. <laughs> yes, it was. It really was. Well, and and the, and like with even with that though, like you know, it was it was exciting though, like my mom being pregnant and stuff. It was it was fun like watching mm-hmm. her go through through everything and then finding out what the sex was and then um and then her being born and everything and like seeing her for the first time like you, gosh, I guess I'm getting emotional. Why are you getting emotional? <laughs> Ta- but, take a drink of your drink. <laughs> but seeing her for the first time, like, I think that, I, I think it's like similar to what, what mothers actually feel. Right. And I know I'm not a mother, but seeing my little sister for the, for the first time and seeing her, her cute little face, her cute little... Her little nose, <laughs> and well, like yeah, seeing... she looked just like you. <laughs> and... <laughs> that was kind of vain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah, but like, but seeing features of all of us, mm-hmm. not just not just me, like all of us the that full she had, combination. Yeah, yeah, of everybody, and I was like, wow, you know, that's really cool. It's really mm-hmm. neat to to see it and like to see this little miracle <laughs> that was born right in front of my eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, this is, you know, cool. And my, you know, she was just in my mom's stomach and then now here she is. Right. But, um, so yeah, so, I mean, I got to, to, you know, kind of experience that part. Um, but then like the, the miracleness <laughs> or whatever, off. it wore off yeah. and it's like, Oh my gosh. babies and diaper changes. Yeah, and... like this is a lot of work, mm-hmm. a ton of work. Oh my gosh, like having to, you know, wake up in the middle of the night because the baby's crying and changing changing her diaper all the time, mm-hmm. constantly. And it just taught me and, well, actually my, my other, so my middle sister didn't want anything to do with her for like the first maybe three months that she was born. Mm-hmm. And so... So she didn't really like experience that until a little bit later on, but well, with she the, was only eleven though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's there was, true. She was. There's a big difference between an eleven year old girl and a thirteen year old teen. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Two years is actually really big at that point in time. Yeah, it is. It is. And so it took her. It took her a, a little a while. bit for the. I'm the middle child now uh-huh. syndrome to kind of yeah. wear off as she matured, but it dropped. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, it did. It's not like there was yeah. a, a level of resentment that never went away or something. Yeah. You know? For initially there was. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not like it stuck. Uh huh. Yeah. Thank God. You I know. know. Yeah. But I I do think it's also important even throwing there that your your middle sister made the same decision you did oh, to not yeah. have kids. Uh huh. Yeah, we both have decided to not have kids, mm-hmm. and um and I think that I think that it really is heavily based on. My parents having my little sister when we were that age, yeah. you know, 13 and 11 years old. Were you, and I, I think that it, it's so funny how they they had you guys at such a young age. And you, of course, you were two, so you don't remember any of the... Of Chanel, of being, Chanel born. being born. Because you were too little. And I think that applies to little children because they're not expected to help out. They're not. I mean, it's kind of this. Oh, here's your little sister. Yeah. You got to take care of. But it's not any real responsibility, right? But when you're at that 13 year old point, and your parents are working full time, it's automatically by default, and because they say so, she's your responsibility too. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of get voluntold that you have to now help out, and you have to babysit, and you have to change diapers, yeah. and you have to feed, and you have to. You know, do all of, get up and deal with, and you guys were living in a small house, and so anytime she woke up, everybody woke yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you didn't really, and you weren't old enough to 
go out with your friends on a in a car and get away for a little yeah, bit. I so know. it was everything kind of had to revolve around her, mm-hmm. and you got such a immersive taste of the responsibility that a child brings that it just you yeah. were like, "Yep, not for me." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, and then so. Um, 18, 18 months, um, after my little sister was born, she went in for her checkup and they found out that her head stopped growing. And so at that point it was, it, you know, wasn't, wasn't only just, you know, helping out raise a child or just a regular yeah. child. It was a special needs yeah. child. Whole new challenge and ball of wax associated yeah. with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it well, was. And that, what, what you, what ended up happening, because we've talked about it, was there was a, no matter what somebody tells you the odds are, there was a fear that that could happen to you as well. Mm-hmm. That you would have a special needs child. Yes. And that it was, that's fearful. Mm-hmm. And that's, once again, that's enough to be like, nope, not for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want to deal with that. I know. So... Yeah, I mean, those, I guess those are some of the main things that, you know, caused me to to not want to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, then, <laughs> then I was a senior in high school, and I had a really bad migraine one day at school that turned into a stroke. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, like, after I had my stroke, it was... You if even You're if high you risk. Yeah, yeah even if you did have kids you would be high risk, and I might die mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had kids. So I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, I think I'd rather not. Yeah, I, think I don't I'd... like kids enough to sacrifice my own life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So it turned into that, and you know, I guess like one thing that, um... but you aren't. You aren't, and I don't, I don't want anybody to get the impression, you're not like, I really, if that stuff wouldn't have happened, I would have probably wanted to have kids. No. Even at, even after all of that, you're just not a big fan. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. And um, I, I don't know. So, because a lot of my friends and family, they all had kids at pretty young ages. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I watched... All of them, you know, grow up and have their kids and and all that. And it was, I don't know, I just like looked at, <laughs> this is probably mean, but I looked at their life and I was like, I don't really, I don't, I don't see myself being a mom, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> and I think that a lot of women are probably like, how could you say that? Yeah. Like, how could you say that you can't see yourself being a mom? Especially, and one of the things that women tend to do is even the woman that is like, I don't like kids, I never wanted to have kids, but when I found out I was pregnant, my whole world changed. Yeah. And this became the most important thing. And so you hear this really, whether it's sincere or not, it's extremely cliche. Mm Mm-hmm. Most women, and we've, the, the funny thing is, is we've had... A good number of women tell us, I wish I would have never had kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But publicly, they say the same BS that all the other moms say. Mm-hmm. Because you sound like an asshole if you're like, oh, my God, yeah, I didn't want this little <laughs> shit machine over here. I know. You know? And so people aren't really honest about it because they're afraid they're going to sound mean. Or like a bad mom. Or yeah, or like a bad uh-huh. mom. Yeah. And so I think that you know, one of the things that the, why I think people tend to say that is because th- there there's a level, and we've heard it from from several women of that's a very true statement mm-hmm. that I couldn't see myself being a mom, and I'm a mom, and I still can't see it. Mm-hmm. But here this I am. here I am, uh-huh. and I'm trying to make it work. Yeah. Instead of trying to pretend like they had not a maternal bone in their body, then once they found out they are pregnant, they become mom of the fucking year. Because <laughs> right. that's not how it happens. Right. Women that know they want to have kids, 
and have always known they want to have kids. They or, know. They know. Or, yeah. I think even early on, honestly, yeah. I do. Well, my mom's think, talked about that. Yeah. She always knew she wanted to be a mom. Uh-huh. And, and we've talked to several women that are like that. And typically, if you kind of step back, you see a different caliber of mother in those type of women mm-hmm. that are like, I've always wanted to be a mom. Even the ones that always knew they wanted to be a mom and couldn't have children and had to adopt. Mm-hmm. They are a great adoptive mother. Yes. Because they always knew they wanted to be a mom. Uh-huh. People that... I'm not saying that because you haven't made the statement you want to be a mom and just because you get knocked up, you have a kid. I'm not saying that makes you a bad mom. Right. It doesn't mean you can't adjust and become a good mother. I'm just saying that people that have intent tend to have thought about it and put it through a process for a little longer that equates to a different level of success than having mm-hmm. to kind of accept it and learn on the go. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has to learn on the go whether you plan for it or not. But I think being able to know you want to be a mom is completely different than having to accept the fact that you're now going to be a mom. Yeah, I know. Yes, that's that's very true. Uh huh. Um, I so like one thing that with with people with women asking me. I mean, I think that it's it's usually one of the first questions that that a woman, especially since we moved out here I was about to, to say, I Oklahoma, think it's probably here. Yeah. Um, is you know, do you have kids? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I say no. And they either have a weird look on their face, mm-hmm. like, okay, that's weird. Like, why don't you have kids? They're either thinking that I'm weird for not having kids or I can't have kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I think that it's like, for me, sometimes I, I feel like I have to explain myself mm-hmm. when I when I say that I don't have kids and and why I don't. But I shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. I shouldn't have to explain it to them. It's like, do you realize that that's kind of a... Well, I mean, it's not a rude question to be like, do you have kids? Mm-hmm. But I think that their assumptions on why I don't have kids are it's, yeah it's it's not the question itself it's the follow up mm-hmm. conversation that happens because it's usually a why mm-hmm. or if if you get the question when are you guys if somebody already just knows we don't have kids say when are you guys can have kids yeah. oh we're not uh-huh well why yeah and you can't i don't i am completely for flipping it and be like oh you have kids why <laughs> Yeah. Because uh-huh. that, that's how I feel. I know. Why? Why did you choose to have kids? <laughs> You're you know? funny. <laughs> so, I know. But if they were getting that type of response, and, and once again, especially out here, mm-hmm. because they're, I don't know, I don't remember the girls going through a class in high school that said you had to have a child within two years of graduating high school or less, mm-hmm. but they all did. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, at least they waited two years. <laughs> yeah. Some of them didn't. But... It's, and I don't remember knowing one girl I went to school with that talked about how they couldn't wait to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I'm not saying they don't love their families and they haven't been good moms or anything like that. Yeah. It's just in areas of our country, it's just kind of, it's like an unsaid rule of your life plan. And so when you well, come to an area where you've made the decision outside of the the social circle of, Oh, I decided not to have kids. Like, why? Well, I don't know. Maybe because I could, don't ever have to get a babysitter. I don't ever have to buy diapers. I mean, there is way more reasons to not have kids <laughs> than there are to have kids. Yeah. But I mean, you're not allowed will, to start explaining Yeah, this. people will disagree with that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but what I was going to say is, like, I think that it, it is, like, the, you know, the thing to do. You mm-hmm. know, you you always... I mean, ever since I was a kid, you hear, you know, you, we would play a little, we would play these little games, like me, my sister and our friends and, you know, and then, and then we would, you know, see how many kids we're going to have and like what you, um, (laughs) that, but like there was uh, these other little games, um, called mash that we would play Mm -hmm. and, and all that. And like, we would you know, we would say, oh, I'm going to have a boy and a girl. or And then we would do this necklace thing where oh, yeah, yeah. you figure out how many kids you're going to have. And it's just a given mm-hmm. that you grow up and you get married and you have kids. Right. And to to not do that, to not to grow up 
and get married. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> and then just not have kids. Like, well, the, people think it's weird. Well, and and people automatically make the assumption that you're not fulfilled because you don't have children. Oh, I know. Because that's another cliche word that people that have children say. Uh-huh. Women, men don't say that. No, I, I've never heard a man say, "Yep, my three kids make me so fulfilled." That's always something women say. Well, I know, and I think I don't think that. I don't think men even ask the question if I have kids. It's me. I think it's yeah. women. Yeah. You know, guys really don't. Guys don't care. But there's because they associate fulfillment with their own life status. They can't grasp that you're not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I know. And so there, I think there is a a sincere question behind why. I don't think it's. Sometimes I do think it's rude. Um, sometimes I think it's very judgmental. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But I do believe that there, even, even in the middle of all of that, I, I still think there is a genuine, sincere curiosity as, to, as to the word why, because mm-hmm. I think they're thinking themselves, well, well, how do you have purpose? How mm-hmm. are you, how are you fulfilled? Mm-hmm. How are you, you know, how do, how do you guys even stay married if you don't have a kid to keep you together. And, yeah. and, and so there, there's more associated with the why uh-huh. than they actually say in the word. And so that's why I don't mind publicly weighing out the pros that uh-huh. we have for not having yeah. children together. Uh-huh. I mean, one of the things, and I, I think I've said it on here before, when you know my son was a teenager when we got together, mm-hmm. I did not want to raise another child. Yeah. I had had a vasectomy. I knew I wanted... One child, and I wanted a son, and I got it. Mm-hmm. I was and you were going to snip, snap, snip, snap. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> going to be flip flopping, <laughs> snipping and snapping back and forth, and that was a big criteria. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing that happened with that, even though you didn't want kids, when we started dating, it was my fault that we weren't going to have kids. Oh, I know. Uh-huh. Well, I know, and even before we got together. Um, my ex, he, he had nieces and nephews and like his family would be like, when are you guys going to have kids? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want kids. Which for the record, that should not be a question to ask people that are just dating. Yeah, I know. (laughs) If you're not married, don't ever, I I don't, I I don't understand that. Uh I, I never got that of, you know, and I'm not saying I'm so traditional that I believe in everything, but waiting until after you're married to have kids, I think is one of those things that yeah. I'm not going to judge you if you don't, but we've hit a point where I see it all the time now, especially when we were in Denver, that was huge. Mm-hmm. Couples were dating. So when are you guys going to have kids? Well, well, hold on. We're not, we don't even have a house. We don't have a shared bank account. We don't, we're not married. We're not engaged. Yeah. Why would one of the first questions be, when are you guys going to have kids? Yeah. Cause we've been dating for a while. I know that's ass backwards. Uh-huh. You should do all those other things before you decide to bring a, kid into the mix yeah but okay go on so you guys were getting yeah we question. would get the question and you know I, I guess i take back the the man thing because um this man asked me uh noticed that i don't or we don't have kids so um he said don't you guys know what you're doing like mm. do you guys not know how to have sex I'm like shut the fuck up dude really yeah I just know how to use protection. Your daughters don't. <laughs> right. You know? And that it irritated me. Mm-hmm. But um, that was probably, like, one of the worst ones that I got that really bugged me. But um, but anyway, yeah, like, we would, we would get that, though. Mm-hmm. And my parents, my parents didn't ever really ask about that stuff, about us having kids or anything, until, like... They seemed more worried about it once I broke up with him and then got with you. Mm-hmm. And then it was, oh my gosh, he's he's fixed. He's had a vasectomy. Like, what are like what if you want to have kids later? Mm-hmm. And um, that I that I don't know. That's I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, right? He's he's not gonna be able to give us grandchildren and blah blah blah. I'm like, well, <laughs> sorry. Would you rather? you know, have a daughter or a grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I could, I could potentially die if, right. if I do have kids. So, um, and like they, they wouldn't think of it that way. And, um, 
And yeah, I mean, sorry, like we just, me and my, you guys can have grand puppies. <laughs> well, and, and once again, even the medical stuff aside, you did not want to have kids. Right. And I didn't want to have any more kids. Mm-hmm. And this was something we've said on here, we talked about very early on when we started dating. Yes, yes, very. That, you know, this was non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. You didn't want kids. I didn't want kids. And I, I was very concerned that, you know, you were you were getting close to 30 mm-hmm. and that you were going to change your mind. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be able to do that. Well, I know. And that's another thing that women told me, too, yeah. when we were You'll working together. That, yeah, you're gonna, you're change, you'll change your mind. Once you turn 30, you'll realize that your, you know, your biological clock is ticking or mm-hmm. whatever, and, and you're gonna want kids. Right. Um, and I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not. I still don't want them. And that's okay. You know, not, not everybody is meant to have kids. Yeah. Um, I like being a stepmom, but I'm, really glad that I didn't have to raise him and you know where I had to change diapers and Mm -hmm. and wake up with him and I went to I went through some fun times with him at least he was pretty much grown so that was cool but I didn't have to go through the bad stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I think that I mean and that that kind of brings up what what are have you gotten, aside from the you'll change your mind, what are some of the other reasons people have given you that you not having a child was a bad idea? Um, oh, that's, an, that's one. Um, aren't you afraid uh, that you're not going to have anyone to take care of you when you're older? Mm-hmm. I love that one because I, I've seen people and heard people that ask that question and I'm like, have you taken a look at your own kid? Because they're in their 40s and they can't even take care of themselves. Well, not only that, I think, like, so you're, you don't, you already know that you're not going to be able to take care of yourself. Yeah, and that that's really probably the first point uh-huh. is why, you know, why are you planning not being able to take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. And there, there is this... I don't know. I don't know where or why it's a thing with certain areas or certain people or certain cultures or certain areas or whatever you want to call it, where it's this unsaid rule that when I get old, you all have to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty big blanket statement. Mm-hmm. It is. If you're saying that now, what are you doing to ensure that you can take care of yourself for the longest. Yeah. Do you have a financial plan? Are you taking care of yourself healthy-wise? Are you staying in shape? Are you eating the right foods? Are you having regular doctor's checkups? I mean, are you just giving up now? I know. And planning that for the last 20 years of your life, you're going to be somebody I have to take care of? Yeah. What are you doing to ensure that I don't have to do that? Mm-hmm. I understand that there's situations that are beyond your control where children step in to take care of their parents, but... There is a lot of people that have this expectation that that's the progression. Yeah. That at some point in time, you're going to have to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And is that a relative statement? I mean, do you mean live with me? Does, do you mean that I'm going to have to be your nurse when you get older? Do you mean I'm going to have to be your chauffeur everywhere? Or do you mean you're setting aside enough money so you can live in a nice community and... I can help you go grocery shopping every week and we yeah. can still do things together. Uh-huh. Are you talking about that? Or are you talking about full-fledged like medical care and butler and maid and chauffeur <laughs> for you all the time? I know. Because there's a huge difference. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. I think that people, I I think that a lot of people aren't planners anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that though that's why they fear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they they really haven't planned for all of that mm-hmm. and you know, for their future and and they are going to need some kind of assistance. somebody yeah. to help them out. Yeah. Yeah, that th- th- those are good ones about are you going to have somebody to you're not going to have anybody to to take care of you mm-hmm. when you get older. And yeah. once again, that's th- there's a lot of assumptions behind that. That's assuming that you know, your child's never going to leave. Mm-hmm. That's assuming that you're, you're basically you're boxing in your child in their future opportunities because you want to make sure that they're going to be there to take care of you when you need it. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's an unfair obligation to put on someone. It is. Why is it your own child's financial and, and moral responsibility to make sure that you're taken care of? Yeah. I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it or that they wouldn't feel compelled to help out the best they could, but that's that's like saying that just because the neighbor has the truck, he's going to help me move every time I want him to. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. You need to do a little bit of planning on your own. You do, yes. Well, and I'm forced to. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. not gonna have anybody to to take care of me, and that's okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't need a a kid to take care of me. I'll mm-hmm. be okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else though. Like what other things? Well, that... th- there have been those undebatable statements of. You just don't know what it's like, mm-hmm. and and you you can't you can't compare your dog <laughs> with a kid, no right. matter how much you try to and how much you do, uh-huh. you still can't. <laughs> and so it's it's an unfair argument to have oh, because yeah. they're making a statement that you can't relate to. Uh-huh. So you just have to shrug it off and say, I "Guess I'll never know." Then, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I don't I don't understand what their intent behind that is. Uh-huh. That sometimes I think it's bullshit. I think that they're trying. to... It's almost like. It's it's almost like, ugh, I see your your little life where you don't have to worry about this and you don't have all this baby weight to lose and you don't have all these these stretch marks and have this screaming kid and you don't have baseball practice and daycare and all this and the expensive with kid and, and all the negative with it. So I'm going to stick it to you and be like, well, you don't know what you're missing out mm-hmm. on. I know. And for you at face value, it's like, well, I know what I am missing out on <laughs> with all of this and I'm not missing anything. I know. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to try a little harder to get me to have an emotional reaction that's going to fire on all cylinders and say, oh, man, I really want a kid because you feel so emotionally fulfilled now. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about when I was younger and uh, I don't know, maybe it was, I think it was before my my youngest sister was born, but like I remember my cousins and stuff like, they would see babies and they would be like, like really excited to hold it. And, mm-hmm. and I was always like, I don't want yeah, to pass. do that. Yeah, no, no. When okay. you're, you're like that I now. still am. Yeah. And I think people think that that's weird too, that, that I don't want to hold their kid. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no offense to you or your baby, but I just, I don't feel comfortable but holding a baby. A puppy. <laughs> but if they had a dog, yeah. I would you're be all, all over that, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that people, you know, are like, gosh, ugh, why are you, why do you love dogs so much? Mm-hmm. And this and that. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They don't, they don't cry like a kid does. They mm-hmm. don't do, I mean, they do dumb shit here and there, but yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> well, I think you, you and I are, are, our patience with small people is pretty limited. Yeah, it is. We, we get pretty worn out pretty quick. Uh-huh. Um, now, <laughs> I wasn't like that with my son. Yeah. At all. Uh-huh. Because he was mine. Well, and so I do think that there is some validity to the statement of it's different when it's your own kid. That's what my mom, that's what my mom would always say. My mom, because I, I told my mom, like pretty early on that I didn't want to have kids. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, you know, it's different. Like when you have your own, cause, cause I always told her, like, I don't really like kids, yeah. <laughs> mom, you know? And I, I mean, I, um, when I was a senior in high school, I like had to volunteer at this preschool mm-hmm. and like this other, this other girl and dude came with me and like, we all volunteered together mm-hmm. And, like, they were having fun, and I'm in hell. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. Why? Are, uh, how are you guys having all this fun with these kids? And mm-hmm. I just I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, but you knew that you wanted to have a kid. You knew right. that you wanted to have one. Mm-hmm. You wanted it to be a boy. And I always knew that I didn't want to have kids. Right. So... Maybe, I mean, with you saying that it was different with your own kid, you wanted to have him, though, too. And I think I, I don't think that it would be fair <laughs> for me to have a kid and 
not be a not good really mom. want it. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it would not be right. Well, and, that, and that's where that's that's another unfair argument that comes up where women say, well, "I never wanted kids, and I had one, and I've changed." Because mm-hmm. you're like, "Well, did you? Did you change because you have to, or did you change because you just changed?" Mm-hmm. I mean, did did you change because it was the right thing to do to be responsible and take care of the child? And that's where it goes back to the the women that have been honest with us and, and been like, oh. I, I do this because I have to, because they're my responsibility, but if I had it all, do it all over again, I would not have had children. Uh-huh. I'd have done exactly what you guys did. Yeah, I know. Um, and people not, I mean, we, we've had a handful of, of women yeah. say that, though, to us. Mm-hmm. and The funniest is when they say that after having one kid and then they then go they out and another. get pregnant again. I know. <laughs> and, yeah. and on Facebook, they're like, Yay, here's our birthing announcement. And then you know that you're like, man, she didn't want one kid. Yeah. She hates having one kid. Why the fuck is she having two? <laughs> yeah, you I know. know. Or three. Uh-huh. Or whatever it ends up being. Right. And it's like, come on, really? Mm-hmm. And it, but I think that that's where, you know, those that want and know that they do, it doesn't seem like this... This inconvenience that we make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's just part of, of oh, what they wanted. Yeah. And the whole experience uh-huh. isn't isn't trying and, and tiresome on them. Mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. We. It, it's so it's so funny to me how how so many moms are so vocal on social media about. Um, you know, oh, school's back in. Can't wait to kick these kids out and get mm-hmm. them back to school. My mom would ball. At the end of summer, because I had to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always think about that when I see all these moms that are like, they are showing the pictures of the mom drinking a glass of wine and waving the kids goodbye because they're so happy summer's yeah. over. And it's like, that. I think that just says a lot more negative about them than they intend it to be. Because oh, they I think know. it's funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. And once again, the same thing we've talked about with the marriage stuff. It's It's this collective group of, I'm a parent, but it sucks, and it's hard, and it's tough, and, and it's all this work, and it's, it's, it's long days, and it's long nights, and oh, it's just so much work, but it's worth it when women that really get in that and want it, they don't make those same complaints. Mm-hmm. The same reason, in the same way that a couple that are supposed to be together and yeah. have a great functional relationship don't have those same complaints. Yeah, exactly. And so that's another shots fired type of thing mm-hmm. when, and, and the, the problem is, is the, the women that aren't miserable in being a mom, and the women that don't want their kids to go back to school and the women that don't dread spring break and fall break and all this stuff, they're looked at as odd. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah. When they, they should are. be the ones that are praised. Yeah. For being, man, man, girl, you've got it. You love your kids. Yes. You, you want to spend all the time with them. You're, you're involved with this and not because you feel obligated to. Mm-hmm. It's because you genuinely and sincerely enjoy every aspect of being a mom. Mm-hmm. And then those that don't and... You know, talk about how hard it is. <laughs> I know. Are the same ones that talk about how hard marriage is. Oh, I know exactly. Uh-huh. You know. Well, I know. And I was thinking about uh, about how you said earlier about the um, about you know when are you guys going to have kids and mm-hmm. um, why you know why aren't you guys having kids? Like you're you're supposed to have kids and when you get married and. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are what makes your, your marriage better, your life fulfilled or whatever. And it's like, well, but we don't need kids to fulfill our lives. Mm -hmm. We fulfill each other's lives, just the two of us. Right. And so we don't, we don't need a kid in the mix. And that's another thing that I, I think that people, people will say is, um, which is wrong, but they think that a kid will make things better, make their oh. relationship better. And yeah. they're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a kid's not going to make your relationship better. Yeah. You need to make your relationship better. What do you think about the guys that talk about how careless and reckless and and you know unsettled down they were, but once they had a child, it changed them? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know I grew up pretty quick when Seth was when born. When you had a kid, uh huh. 
I think that. But I, I at that time I didn't. I don't think I had the self awareness to be like. Well, I I wasn't like spiraling out of control and a kid grounded me. Uh huh. It was just kind of like I gotta I gotta mature. Yeah. A little. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like if I know that many. I mean, I know I know guys that have kids, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I know many that like were out of control and then they had a kid. I think that I know that they are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't know what I think about that. Cause I don't mm-hmm. really know if I know any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that the, you know, even going back to what I said about, you know, the, uh, kind of hitting your your wits in with with your children things i remember the entire time seth was growing up like i didn't i was never like oh i can't wait for him to go to school Mm -hmm. oh i can't wait for him to go back and and we would you know because i was one i would go and have lunch at his school i i wanted to see him i wanted to pick him up when you know he was on spring break i wanted to take off work i wanted to and and i didn't have to do that because we had everything set up to where we didn't have to take off to mm-hmm. watch him, but I wanted to do that. I wanted to see him and spend time with him and do stuff. And I think that that's still there. I, I knew people that still at that time just looked at the whole thing as this big inconvenience mm-hmm. of what am I going to do this next week? I got to come up with five days worth of crap over spring break to keep my kids occupied. I'm going to go get them new video games and just lock them in the room Yeah, or send them away to camp for this or mm-hmm. Or whatever it was, and I didn't ever want to do that. I didn't yeah. want him to go off and go do anything to the point that his mom and I would fight about it because she's like, he's not getting out there to do stuff because he feels bad because he knows he's leaving you. He's leaving you. Oh. And I just thought that was a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, but, but he needed to leave you every once in a while. I would agree with her there. Yeah, but he got plenty of that when we got divorced because yeah, she was absentees anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think that I, I just say all that because it was even as a guy, I didn't go through this. This is a hassle. This is yeah. a headache. And I was never like, oh, if if, if we could do this again, I wish we would have never had him. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I wasn't like that at all. But I think that there's still, kind of as we talked about earlier, there's this the level of intent of knowing this is kind of what you wanted mm-hmm. or you've at least thought about it to the point that this would be something you wanted in your life that I think you just tend to handle it differently mm-hmm. yeah. than if you don't. I know. You know, and, and I, I think, unfortunately, I mean, for for the person that doesn't want a kid and ends up getting pregnant... I mean, I don't know what you expect them to do. The, I, I don't expect them to be like, ah, oh, this sucks. I know. I didn't want this kid. <laughs> but I don't I, expect you to act like it's the best thing it's in the, the world. It's the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to you. I think that, you know, you make the best of it. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, like like you said, if the, they really didn't want a kid, mm-hmm. make the best of it. I mean, what, what are you going to do now? You know, you yeah. can't turn back. Yeah, you, you're going to you have, have you a kid. Ha- and, and, and it's I, I don't I'm not saying all that to be like, oh, they never really truly love that kid as much as somebody that wants to have a child. Yeah. I don't I'm not saying that at all mm-hmm. because I think they do. I do think that there is very much validity to the fact that I didn't want a kid, but I have one, and this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I I, I do think that though there are some genuine and sincere statements behind those. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that there are some that don't really mean that or feel that they just say it Mm -hmm. because they think that that's what they're supposed to say. Yeah, I know. Um, And I'm not telling them to not say it. I'm just making the statement that we know that that goes on. Uh huh. Um, Well, it it goes to the, (laughs) the, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all mm -hmm. to, if you don't have anything nice to say, just lie and yeah make up something nice to say (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. one thing i was gonna say though too about about not having kids and like stuff that i have to deal with is um other moms like putting me outside of their group oh because because i don't have kids Mm -hmm. and which is fine i mean just hang out with the dog moms (laughs) Yeah, just hang out with the dog moms. But 
Like, it's, they are very judgmental to me. And, like, I don't get anything that they're talking about because I'm not a mom. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the women that do that, you wouldn't want to hang out with anyway. I know. And the way their shitty-ass kids act, you wouldn't want to be part of that group <laughs> oh, anyway. hell no. No, I know. Because we, we've been trapped in that. Like, oh, my uh. God, they're bringing their kids? <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. And And so... I consider it a win-win for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, uh-huh. and there's, there, there is this... One of the things that you see a lot from, from stay-at-home moms, especially, is this phantom, this phantom kind of um, snobbery that doesn't really exist, but they tend to think it does, that... That, oh, I'm st- just because you go to work every day, you think you're better than me. But what we actually see is kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of yeah. where we've encountered the, oh, well, I stay at home with my kids as the, uh, the, as the more snobby mm-hmm. response than the, what it used to be. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, I, I chose to have a career and not have kids. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, the stay-at-home mom is, like, well, I chose to, I sacrificed a career to stay yeah. with my kids is the yeah. more, that's the more uh-huh. uppity statement right, nowadays exactly. to make, uh-huh. um, to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we know that one, that one woman that I, I think she complains on a weekly basis about how her staying home crushed her dreams of what she could have been. Oh, I know. Uh-huh. And yeah. she talks about how awful it is. And then the last statement is, but I wouldn't change anything. It's like, well, no, you would because you just spent 30 minutes talking about how awful it yeah. is and how your dreams got crushed and you're I not know. where you want to be in your life and, and your body's ruined and your attitude sucks and you don't have the job you want. And then you're just going to sum it up with, but I love my kids and I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, you would because uh-huh. that's why you won't stop bitching about it all the time. Uh-huh. Um, you know what else I was going to say too is about people that – when they find out how happy we are as mm-hmm. a couple, and then they're like, wait till you have kids. Yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah. That's not happening. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a big testament, too. Uh-huh. That, that is the self-recognition. Because guys and girls both do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that is probably... we. I think we hear it from guys more than anything. Uh-huh. Which... Once again, this is you know, this. Good. We've talked about this kind of before about men and kids and all that, and how most of them really don't care one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But th- that's that self recognition that we could have had a great, happy marriage, but we chose to have kids, and now it's not as great as it could have been, uh-huh. or that it was. Yeah. And you can't stop and be like, "Whoa, do you realize what you're saying when you say that?" <laughs> I know that. Oh, you guys seem really happy. Wait till you have kids. Uh huh. Does, do you realize what you're actually saying when you say that? So you're not allowed to sell me on how what a great blessing <laughs> your children are uh-huh. and the, they're the glue that holds your family together and how you wouldn't change it for anything when you just told me that, just oh, wait. we were happy just like you, then we had kids, and now we're uh-huh. miserable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. And, and even after all that, we know some great families. Oh, yeah. That have... A great balance. Yes. And it's, I don't want people to think that we think it's just all doom and gloom because we have some really good examples in our lives of how to be great parents and great partners. Yes. And we know that they don't fit into that category mm-hmm. of, uh, hate having kids because that's not who they are at no. all. Uh-uh. Um, so I don't want any of them to think that. They're like that. Now, there is one couple that is very specifically like that. I'm not going to say who they are. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're funny. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, because our, our friends, they, they are awesome parents and awesome partners both. Well, and one of the things that we see in them, and, and this is one of the things I would, that I would like to get, you know, at least one of the couples on to talk about, is they have made it a point to still put their relationship First. First, I know. Doesn't mean your kids are last, Mm-mm. but they recognize the importance of them as a couple. Uh-huh. And if they are successful, then the entire unit of the family is going to be successful. And that's a recognition that is few and far between. But oddly enough, most of the couples with kids that we're friends with 
have that in common. I know. That is funny, huh? Yeah. yeah. They know that they need a balance. They know uh-huh. that they both need to get away from their children together. They aren't doing the, uh, take care of the kids. I'm out of here. Uh-huh. They say, hey, I got us a babysitter. Let's go do this together. Yeah. And they don't try to take a break away from each other. No. They try to the take break a break is away with together. Each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so that that's a very good common piece to that. Mm-hmm. Um and I think my, my ex and I, probably really early on when he was a baby, we did more together away from him mm. than as he started to get older. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think as he started to get older, that's where he and I bonded more and we, you know, unfair to her, I created him to have everything in common with me. <laughs> and... So he and I just had more in common, so I would have rather done stuff with him than her. Right. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, I, looking back at, at our, at our, I mean, I, we, we were that couple that when he would go have a sleepover somewhere, we wouldn't go do anything. Oh. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's the thing, like, that couples do a lot mm-hmm. is, like, oh, the kids are away, now I can sleep. Yeah. Or, and... It's like really like you don't want to like go have a a fun night on the town mm-hmm. and and then have some hot sex later or something. Well, and, and one of the things that would happen with with us that and this is why I, I probably tried to dissuade him from doing that was because our our typical Friday Saturday was he and I would would do whatever and then her and I would get in a fight because she wanted him to go to bed, mm-hmm. but she, she just wanted him to go to bed because she thought he needs to go to bed. Which I get, you know, you can't let a, a little child stay up all night, so I understand that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, so I would put him to bed, and then I would just have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. She wasn't occupying my time. We weren't yeah. doing anything together, and so I was like the little kid having the sleepover, waiting for mom to tell us we had to turn off the lights and go to bed. Because I'd be like, well, maybe, maybe she just passes out and falls asleep. We can hang out a little longer. <laughs> and sometimes she would. Uh-huh. And then I would just tell her, oh, you got to go to bed. Or he would fall asleep while we were doing whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and we would do that. But what would end up happening when he would go away to do a sleepover, it, most times I would have to go pick him up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Because he uh-huh. wanted to come home. I know. But Yeah, we were talking about that like yeah, recently the other with day. him. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Every sleepover. That's I'm funny. Like, hey, uh, uh, I'm not scared or nothing, but I think I want to come home. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um but what would end up happening was he would be like oh yeah josh wants me to come over and and, and sleep over this weekend and i'd be like oh cool trying to like act like i'm happy for him mm-hmm. and i wasn't <laughs> and i'm like because i'm thinking what the hell am i gonna do uh, this weekend you're like jealous that yeah <laughs> so i'd be like, oh, like all right friends. cool and and so i'd be like hey well you know since he's got the sleepover what do you what do you want to do and she, she'd be like, oh, nothing. Or we would, like, go grab a bite to eat and just come straight home. Oh. Or, but it was like, she wasn't busy, occupied with him to the point where she needed a break. Yeah. She just, it's like, well, you were going to do nothing whether he was here or not. Now you're going to do nothing and I have to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing nothing and he's not here. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, we didn't take it, take advantage of it at all and use those opportunities to bond or strengthen the marriage or do things Uh together to, you know, work on us or anything. It was really just a testament to how two people can be strangers and live together. Right. And then when, when the glue that's holding the family together is gone, that plate falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. And I think that's a pretty, I think that's a good thing to think about. Mm-hmm. When your children aren't around, how much do you guys have in common with each other? What do you guys do? Uh-huh. Or, I think putting the responsibility on your children that they're the glue that holds you guys together is unfair. It is. That's not good yeah. at all because you should. You should already be together and they should compliment that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, I think that's a pretty good question to ask couples. You know, your kids, your children, your children, your child, your children, whatever it is, whatever the dynamic is. When they're away and it's just you two, do you guys have enough to feel like a couple? Mm-hmm. Or do you just feel like parents? Right. I know. Because there's a big difference. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And we knew and we always wanted to make the decision that we were a couple. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think like, 
like one of the biggest things that people assume and even I can say it that that I'm selfish for not having kids and you're damn right I am I am <laughs> selfish you know I mean it, I don't want to I mean this ruin my body mm-hmm. I don't want to have sleepless nights I want to enjoy my time with my husband and I know that if we were to have kids that it would change our lives completely and mm-hmm. it would be we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do now and it would I mean sometimes it's even it's even bad enough that we have to get like dog sitter you know have a dog sitter and and for us to go out of town and stuff that's way easier though yeah (laughs) having to deal with having a kid yeah Yeah. doesn't mean that i'm that i'm not going to continue to have dogs (laughs) but (laughs) it it is way easier Mm -hmm. it is way easier to you know call somebody and ask them to ask your mom to sleep over with the dogs than it would be kids well and it's funny because i mean we even think about you know we one of our friends asked us to check on their dogs Mm -hmm. overnight and it's not even a second thought because it's a dog yeah. And if they had had a kid, we would have come up with some kind of excuse to get out of that. <laughs> right. I'd be like, ugh, uh-huh. no, yeah, yeah, sorry, you can't do that. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a dog? All right, yeah, we'll do that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you were even like, oh, Crystal will yeah, be happy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's, you know, I, I mean, it's one of the, you know, one of the things that, that we talking about cliche uh, that I'll stay, say right now is it is like the endless honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, endless one, date nights. Yeah, we we can do whatever we want when we want. Uh huh. And and do each other whenever we want yeah, and wherever we want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I think you know, top three things people fight about is sex, money, and kids. Yes. Uh huh. I know. You don't have kids, you're going to have more money, and you're probably going to have more sex. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not telling you not to have kids. No, I'm just I know, you that. no, I know. We're not, and that's not the point of this yeah. episode. I mean, I think that it was. I think I don't know. I like, like I said before. I think that I feel like I have to explain myself yeah. sometimes. Well, we, we knew it, we wanted to do an episode on this because yeah. it just gets brought up and asked so much. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that we've seen since we started the podcast was people equate us not having kids together with why we are so happy and successful. And, and that's, uh, you're right. that's true. Yeah. I mean, we're not denying that. No. But the downside to that is people with kids are like, well, then we can't relate to them uh-huh. because we don't have kids. I know. I'm sorry, because we do, we have, do kids have kids and they uh-huh. don't. And so that's where we become this mythical creature that they feel is unattainable. It just means you have another obstacle that you need to get around to have a highly successful happily functioning marriage mm-hmm. it's gonna be a little more it's gonna be a little more work it is i mean it's it's it is easier for us because we don't have children but just because you do have children should not be the reason why you can't strive for the same level of happiness right. you just have to work harder you have to plan better you have to carve out time differently you have to dedicate your time to different areas so it's not about not having kids to stay happy no it's about staying happy whether you have kids or not yes. and there's plenty of people that don't have kids that are fucking miserable oh in yeah. their marriage so don't think that that's no. the secret no. sauce uh-uh. either yeah uh-huh. i mean that's true that's I, I can drop true. a couple examples on here if i need to <laughs> but yeah not having kids is not the secret the, the secret no. to being perpetually happy Mm-mm. um and, and there's surveys that say both. You'll see a survey that's like, oh, people with children are happier than people without. And then you'll see another that's like, no, a recent study conducted says people without children are actually way more happy. So, once again, you can find whatever you want on the internet to support your side of the argument. And you can yeah, do the same thing can. with kids. Uh-huh. But just to kind of reiterate, the, the point is not to have, is not to to not not have kids. kids. Uh-huh. It's to find happiness either way. Because there's plenty of people without kids that are probably more miserable than people that aren't very happy because they had kids. Mm-hmm. I know. 
Yeah. At least you got an excuse if you got a kid. <laughs> if you're with someone without kids and you just don't like each other, that's on you. Oh, Especially yeah. when you don't have anything tying you together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I was I was glad that I didn't have kids with my ex, mm-hmm. you know, and and or even a boyfriend before that, you know. It's yeah. like Oh my gosh, they have kids. Well, I don't know if my ex has kids, but I know one of my exes has kids, and and I and he wasn't happy when he had kids. And I remember thinking, like, oh gosh, like, mm-hmm. what if what if we would have had kids together? Ooh, I don't know about that. That's yeah, you know, you, the way your life goes, and and my my life took me this way, and mm-hmm. and you know, I'm living my best life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really have any much else. I don't think I have anything else to add to no, it. I don't. My drink's been gone for like three-fourths of the episode. <laughs> and I, I want another one. I know. We'll have to make You guys got to try that drink. Yes. Yes. Try it. Make that it. That was awesome. It's really good. But as always, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate and review us. Yes, rate and review us. Yes, please. And tell your friends. Um, we want to hear, you know, hear from you guys. And mm-hmm. we've been hearing more and more, but we want to hear more than that. Yep. <laughs> but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.